0: Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Hello and
1: welcome to Dwayne's World. Dwayne's World for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. Great to have your company wherever you might be listening around the planet. Dwayne's World brought to you by Athena and the open line is open for Midday Madness. The open line brought to you by Werribee here the biggest EV sale ever. He's on now at Werbeck here. one 736 736 is the number. Heaps to get to today. Some pretty big stories today. Obviously, the retirement today of Angus Brayshaw has been the biggest news of the day. There's some other issues going on as well. There's two games being played as I speak. One between the Sydney Swans and the Giants, which I've been keeping a close eye on. And the other one I've been watching as well between the Cats and the Blues. Cam Guthrie's gone off early in the Cats-Blues game, so We'll keep you in touch with uh, whether that's a groin, how bad it is, whether it's something to do with his foot. So we'll keep you in touch with that as well. So some news out of the Geelong-Carlton game. where, By the way, it's quarter time in that game. And uh, the Cats are look pretty good. They're up by a couple of goals at quarter time. But uh, the Cats are trying a whole heap of new guys. So we'll talk about what I've seen from that. But uh, Cats are up 5-1 to 2-5 at quarter time of that game. And then the other game, well... Sydney Swans are looking good with their ball use. It's been precision ball use from the Sydney Swans. They're using a kicking game to pinpoint passes inside their forward line, which is what you probably want to do when you've got a back line against you that's got the likes of Sam Taylor, the best fullback in the comp. Uh, Buckley had a great season last year. Himmelberg's back there. Aydin, Aaliyah and Ash all there for the Giants in their defence. So Sydney have been using this precision ball use style to get themselves a handy lead late in the third quarter of this contest between the Giants, 13-12-90 to 8-6-54 at Tramways Oval. So uh, Cam Guthrie, um, we've been told, won't return for the game. Uh, It's a precaution, but, gee, the way he went down, he felt it. It's a quad, we're told. So he did feel it when he went down. Um, But whether or not uh, it's anything worse than that, we'll try to bring you the latest on that as well. So that's the news on Cam Guthrie. Dr. Peter Larkins is going to join us in about half an hour from now. The horrible news, devastating for many Melbourne fans and lovers of the game of football, but a continuing trend with the retirement of players that have had concussion issues. Angus Brayshaw is one of the highest profile of them. And with the last game circumstance that was high profile as well, it's something that really has got the text machine going right now. So keep your text coming through. I'll read a few of those out. Oh four double three ninety-eight eleven sixteen for the all new Temper Pro. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper mattresses like no other. And if you want to jump on the open line, we'll take your calls 1300 736 736. Midday mattress. you call, you get on. Midday mattress for Work Locker, Karen Downs and packing and Work wear for wherever you work. So Angus Brace, you're announcing to his teammates earlier today that he is retiring. He has spoken in various forums over the course of time. He's had a long concussion history. Here's what he had to say in April 2022 on how close he came to retiring from his concussion issues in April 2022. This is on the Dill and Friends podcast.
2: I've got a uni degree I'm studying and, um, and my parents, as much as I just have, you know, slagged off my old man, he's been great to, you know, footy's awesome and if you can make as, get as much out of it as you can, but you've got to, if you finish, let's say you finish at 30, you've got 50 years of, you know, life, let's say to live and what are you going to be doing with that? So my brain's super important to me and I was yeah, probably prepared to give the game away at, at a certain point, but I um, feel super comfortable. I used just about every single resource available to me, and there was a lot of great people that helped out. And thankfully, yeah, now here I am um, wearing a helmet, playing footy, and doing all right with it all. So, it's, um, yeah, it's crazy how close to think now. Yeah, looking back on it, I was prepared to give it away just yeah. to you know, protect the rest of my life.
1: Angus Brayshaw talking about the possibility of retirement back in April 2022 on that Dylan Friends podcast. And I come to your calls, so Rod and Keogh, will come to you 1st one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 1-300-736-736. If you would like to join me on what's been a massive news day so far, but quickly the brace your statement. Jerry Waitley read it earlier, but for those who are joining us on SEN and me for the first time, uh, the statement reads, I am devastated that I can no longer play the game that I love, but I respect the verdict of the medical professionals and the importance of putting my health before my career. I'm really proud of what I have achieved. Over the past decade, I have been able to live out my childhood dream and while it's been cut short, I am forever grateful to everyone who has been involved. So 167 games and a premiership among the accolades for Angus Brayshaw. Dr. Peter Larkins to join me shortly. Uh, I'll tell you a heap of stuff that has happened in the Sydney Swans game. There's a lot to get to from the Sydney Swans Giants game. We're a national program, so I'll bring you a heap of that. It's interesting to watch the Cats run around against Carlton at the moment playing a lot of these young guys like... Uh, Toby Conway is out there, Mitch Nevitt, Shannon Neal doing some good stuff so there's some few kids to talk about with the Cats as well not just the injury to Cam Guthrie but as always, you lead the program Your are cool. so Rod in queue, we'll start with you welcome to you Rod I think hello, you're there Rod, Dwayne. you're there yeah, welcome to the yeah. program Rod
3: hello, hello Dwayne you know, good. listen, um, I just want to make a comment you know, it's really sad to see Brayshaw retire this media hype about blaming Maynard for his retirement. Well, hang on, hang
1: on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. on, on. Rod, you're the first person to mention Maynard and listen to Gerard's program earlier today, the first caller that came to air mentioned Maynard. Now, I listened to Gerard's show. He didn't mention Maynard. The first thing that was mentioned about Maynard was a caller. I haven't mentioned Maynard as well and we're eight minutes into the show. You're the first one to mention Maynard. So when you're blaming the media... For the hype about Maynard, I'm not sure it's accurate as far as SEN's coverage today.
3: Yeah, I'm not meaning SEN. You look at all the all all the media outlets, AFL and everyone else is spruiking Maynard. My comment to this is this: Maynard was the last one, but he's had how many more? How many previous concussions? This is an accumulation effect. You cannot blame one instance for this. And I'm saying it's sad to see him retire. Great player. But you cannot point the finger at one instance. This is well, the no one's pointing it. You,
1: you're the one that's raised it. Right? Look, I, you call, you get on. I'm happy for your call, and if that's what you see. But I read, I'm looking at the AFL website now. Beloved demon retires after long concussion history is the headline on the AFL website. There's no mention of Maynard on the AFL website, so I don't know why people. Are, why you've mentioned the AFL website? You've rung up SEN, accusing media. We haven't done it here. The callers obviously are talking about it. Yeah, I get that. And the text machine is calling about it. Our news has mentioned it on our news, yes, but in terms of the um, AFL website, no. Um, but I appreciate your call. If our news... Well, I don't run the news department. I run my show. Um, Jared runs his show. And if news wants to link it, then that's news's fight for them to fight. Obviously, and they're going to have to fight it. Uh, Phil in Epping, what good are you, Phil?
4: How are you, Dwayne? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, just on and Braden Maynard... With uh, Angus Brayshaw retiring, I mean, surely Brainard has to be suspended for the rest of the year. I mean, there's only two ways this this can go. It's either we pencil in the Queen's birthday, and some of the Melbourne boys might get into him there. Or the AFL makes a stand that we need to get rid of any misconduct that ends the player's career.
1: So you think he should be suspended for the whole year off the back of this, Phil? Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
4: because because Melbourne can't win the premiership this year.
1: Why why can't they win the premiership this year? I'm I'm trying to work through your logic, Phil.
4: So they've lost they've lost one player through injury immediate. They lost they lost that semi final last year, maybe because of that. And now yeah. they're, they're getting spot free, and you got Eddie Maguire laughing in a in a restaurant
1: about it. Fair enough, Phil. Keep your calls coming. We'll take your calls. There one here on the text just reminding me that it was on our news. Okay, I didn't hear our news. Apparently, there was a news link to Maynard and the retirement on SEN. So apologies, I didn't hear our news. Uh, But if that's what news has done, then uh, they can fight that fight. I'm certainly not linking it myself, the whole Maynard. And uh, I'm not the one on this program that is prepared to hang Maynard on this, to be honest. He he was allowed to play the game under the rules that the game were played under and the tribunal let him play. They allowed him to be free to play. So to me, um, I'm not going to stand here and start hanging Braden Maynard, nor I think are we going to continue to open the text message machine up to some of the messages that are pretty nasty against Maynard and read them out. I'll read a few of them out, but uh, let's keep a few of the nastiness Bits of nastiness out. Doctor Peter Larkins has been good enough to join us, esteemed sports medico and concussion expert, Doc. Great to have you on. Firstly, uh, it's a it is a trend. I can you know mention a heap of players: Paul Seedsman, Daniel Venables, Paddy McCartan. We know Nathan Murphy's taking some time off now. It's become a big story.
5: Yeah, it has, Dwayne. I mean, can, the list is getting longer. Liam Pick and we could keep going. Absolutely, and um, I think it re- it, it really uh, reflects the trend of being more aware of the long-term brain consequences and protecting the future health of players. Um, It's a sad trend, but it's a a realistic approach, knowing that the medical assessment for concussion is getting more sophisticated. The ability to detect small or subtle changes is improving. And sadly, the game's still going to have concussion episodes. We just have to be looking at the uh, the future health of players, not just their playing career, Wayne. So what
1: what does the AFL do here, Doc? I know that they've ordered the rule after the Maynard incident. What does the AFL continue to do other than continue to make the game as clean as possible?
5: Well, I think you just said it, but as clean as possible. I mean, the players have got a duty of care. Um, I won't harp on the Maynard thing. Your, your callers have alluded to that, but obviously the AFL have now changed that particular type of smother, that type of challenge on a player, so it, it can't happen again because they recognise the danger of it, albeit unintentional at the time. I accept that. Um, but you know we, we've seen many changes. We've seen the head-high tackle. We've seen the spear tackle, the sling tackle, the head over the ball. But unfortunately, Dwayne, you, you can have incidents of teammates, um, and I always reflect on the Gary Rowan and, and Jeremy Cameron incident in the Cats last year, where two teammates knocked each other into separate suburbs almost. And so we're not, not going to stop head clashes. We're not going to stop concussion, and potentially it only takes one, to cause long-term problems I mean we know that Angus has been a focus and he missed over a year of football back in 2017 I remember at the time Dwayne feeling a bit uncomfortable about him coming back because I wondered what the conversation was with his family and his friends and his medical people but we saw him play with a helmet and we saw him play without escaping significant head injury until 2023 so I was surprised he came back the same. I was surprised McCartan went back. I think the discussion with players has got to be really serious and really thorough right from the early days of their concussion episodes.
1: So the Brayshaw incident itself, where he has decided today to announce his retirement, uh, he would have got a a lot of advice over the course of summer. I'm just trying to think of the timing, Doc, as to why today he's decided that today is the day, given there has been a lot of time between his last game and now, and he would have been training all pre-season. Do you you know of anything that's happened with the people that he's spoken to in the last 48 hours that's that's caused him to make this decision
5: today? Look, my understanding, Dwayne, is there's been a recent change in his brain scan um, activity. Um, So he has multiple scans, as you might imagine, over the course of his at least six documented AFL concussions let alone any junior ones and so the ability to see brain changes has not always been there but with as I said the more sophisticated MRI scanning and functional testing of the brain um, I believe that the since the um, September incident there has been a worsening or a development of changes that weren't there prior to the September 23 episode so that sort of would have been a, a very big factor in the decision making process that he would have been part of with his medical team and his family. It's called shared decision making. So I think, and again, you remember his connection with the Danny Frawley family is pretty strong. So I think there'd probably be an awareness of head injury and and with what happened, you know, to, to older players that would maybe have influenced him a little bit. But the new the new scan changes were probably a significant tipping point, Duane. And. Is there any course for him to take to
1: be able to come back to the game one day, Doc? Or is, are we getting the situation now where once the, the Paddy McCartons and the Angus Brayshaws of the world make these decisions, uh, that, that's it now. And there's not a year's time scan that be, can be had or I'm feeling comfortable now situation. I might come back to the game.
5: I don't think there is, Dwayne. I I think for two reasons. One, these changes tend to be um, permanent changes in some of the structural changes in their brain. They're not just swelling or a bit of inflammation that goes away in a month's time. And and secondary, you know, depending on the age of the player, coming back to play, whether it's at AFL level and all the requirements are there or, or playing even worse at suburban level or at a lower level where, to be quite frank, Dwayne there are far more concussion episodes and behind the play episodes still happening even to ex-AFL players who get targeted that I would be very surprised if Angus would put his brain at risk by playing at any level in the future.
1: So can I ask you what about the other players that have had concussion issues in the past are they also getting updated scans you said there's a recent change to Angus Brayshaw's scan would other players who've had concussions also be getting these updated scans?
5: I believe that that pathway is available to to all players who have been in the concussion protocol and have AFL documented brain injuries. And so in in terms of the AFL um, you know looking after the welfare of past players and the AFL Class Players Association having a role in that, the ability for players to continue to monitor their um, changes because without again going into the you know the, the now famous CTE condition, which is associated with significant brain scan changes and and brain findings, but generally when the brain is checked after after death. But we know that behaviours like dementia, memory problems, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, they're all associated with more long-term problems from trauma in the brain. So I think the players that have been in a forced retirement, Dwayne, would be very well advised and, and hopefully helped to make sure that they're not picking up the subtle changes. but what you can do about it is nothing just look after your stage say say healthy get regular checked I mean there isn't a medical treatment for the evolving problems of CTE at the moment unfortunately. And do you think that this will see more players put their hand up I'm not trying to
1: um, say that Nathan Murphy has taken time off specifically because of his concussions because he told us that it wasn't that it was just his confidence in playing so I don't want to put that word in his mouth because they're not the words that he gave us but I Presume that there's yep. going to be a lot of players put their hand up more often to take weeks off outside of the expected time off that you have to take if you have had a head knock
5: absolutely absolutely, Dwayne. There are far more cases out there being managed than are getting public um, exposure on. There are clubs that are managing players with minor concussion symptoms and they are missing. Um, contact training they're missing time during the season while they manage that so inevitably with this trend as you as you stated of, of players pulling the pin early on their retirement if they've had even one severe one but certainly multiple ones from junior days right through to AFL I think we will see the the growing club of retired concussion players um, expand the numbers um, over the course as soon as the next 12 months, Dwayne, because there are many cases out there that are being managed at the present time with subtle changes, um, not necessarily the scan changes. But as these testing um, abilities come in, I think we will see that. And I think that's for the good of the, uh, the good of the player's future. And unfortunately, it's just a consequence of where we are with this uh, modern approach to head injury in, in sport around the world, not just AFL.
1: Great to have you on, Doc. You are the best in the business. You've got a book coming out too, I understand, on health. Is that correct? Yeah, not a concussion book, but it's,
5: yeah, I've got a book coming out in a few weeks' time, which is all about healthy living for you and me and how people can live to a healthy hundred and beyond. It's called The Healthy Hundred, Duane, and it's all my collection of thoughts over my career in, in the sport and the performance area. And I talk about high performance in life. So The Healthy Hundred will be available on um, on my website and Amazon Booktopia within a few weeks' time. Pre-orders are available now, Duane, so... Thanks for the plug, but uh, I'm hoping it'll educate people about healthy living, exercise, nutrition, and having good uh, social development and social connectivity. It's all a big part of a healthy living lifestyle.
1: says so nice to be ringing you. i can just read your book because I always do call you, well, Doc, I've got a back issue. Doc, my knee's playing up. Doc, my shoulder hurts. So uh, I might just read the book. It might help me out. You've got some tips in there. Great to have you, Doc. Always good to talk to you, and I love it that you pick up your phone every time I dial.
5: Thanks, Wayne. Nice to chat.
1: Peter Larkins joining us, the great Dr. Peter Larkins, esteemed sports medico and concussion expert. And The Healthy 100 is the book that you can pick up in a couple of weeks. Okay, Midday matters. you call, you get on. That's the promise. Let's go to your calls. The boards are full. Uh, your calls, water wall. We'll keep you in touch with what's happening in these two games, of course, as well. Pete and Paran, welcome to you, Pete. Are you there, Pete? Want to put us on hold. Andrew and Romsey, are you there, Andrew?
6: G'day yeah, Dwayne, I'm probably going off course a little bit here, but um, the practice match yesterday, uh, it was probably an audition to see who's going to play the tall
2: forward for Collingwood. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but I just want your opinion between Ash
7: Johnson and uh, uh, McGinnis. What what did you think? Did you watch it at all yesterday?
1: Yeah, I watched it all and watched it a little bit of a back, to be honest, because, um, you know, some things to take out of it, I think, from both Collingwood and North Melbourne. I think they've got Nathan Kruger pinpointed as mainly... mainly the guy, Ash Johnson, looked good too. Um, so it just depends on who they settle on in the end with a number of players to come back because it seems to me like they've got Kruger pretty much pinpointed to be in their best 22 or 23. Yeah,
2: I think at the start of last, uh, previous year, he, he started off really well. But um, he did yeah. have a great game yesterday, but he did have a great game, a really good game in the inter-club.
1: Yeah, he did. And the, the other thing is Bobby Hill looked good yesterday. Shorts looked good forward as well yesterday for Collingwood. So you've got a couple of guys that can play forward. I think Reef McGuinness was at full forward for a lot of that game as well from what I watched on the TV. So I couldn't see when the camera was off him exactly where he was lining up inside that attacking 50. But it looked like he was coming out of the goal score a few times with Callan Dawson on him. So there's a few guys like that that they're experimenting with who could end up staying there.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, so I
1: suppose it's watching your space. Yeah, it's a good position to be in, given how many were out for Collingwood yesterday, and we did go through it. But I mean, they had a fair few. They got a fair few to come back. Um, You know, Pendlebury didn't play. Uh, Sidebottom didn't play. Crisp to come back. Darcy Moore to come back, Jeremy Howe to come back. Brody Mychek wasn't in that forward line yesterday, so he's going to come back into that lineup. And uh, yeah, Braden Maynard's coming back as well. Midday matters for work at Carring Downs and them Work where for, wherever you work. We do need to take a break, but Tim, Dino, Riggles, Connor, Ian will get you all. It's Dwayne's World, and it's great to have you company with these two trial games going on. Spawns at the moment leading by a couple of goals with about 15 minutes left in this contest against the Giants, who are making a last minute comeback, and the Cats. And the Blues in 38-degree heat at Icon Park.
0: Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. From into your calls from Midday Matters, Tim in Nanagoon. Welcome to you, Tim.
2: Yeah,
5: just a couple of quick points, Duane. I think, look, there's a lot going on at Melbourne at the current time, and I think they're, they're jumping on uh, anyone they can blame for the news we've
2: heard today, as we've heard through the first few callers. But I think it's just a good time to to sort of recognise Brayshaw and, and what he's done for the game and, and how he played the game. I mean, these, these reoccurring cushions to certain individuals, a lot of it comes from how they play the game, and I don't think he's, his attack and effort at the ball ever wavered even when he was only potentially one concussion away. And the fact that he's now announced his retirement,
5: um, I think yeah, I think it's a, it's a good eye-opener for a lot of people. And I think uh, Angus Bradshaw has done, done a lot of good for the game.
1: Yeah, great call, Tim. And I think we should celebrate him as well. Premiership player, 167 games. And again, it's a long line, as the doc told us. This is not new. This is Seedsman, Venables, McCartan. Uh, this is a number of players over the course of the last 10 years, and Angus is the latest and the most high-profile, given how high-profile his last game incident was. Dano in South Yarra, welcome to you Dano?
7: Duane, I just want to pick up from uh, what that last caller said. I've got few points to make. Number one, Angus Brayshaw is exactly what you want in a leader in your team. He's somebody who always put team success first, and over individual accomplishment and having, you know, he could have had, he could have he could have gone to another team, had more touches, played in the midfield, but he did what the team needed. And if you look at the third quarter of the twenty twenty one grand final, he was as instrumental as anybody in Melbourne winning that game. He was just he was a massive part of that turnaround. And he was a massive part of Melbourne's turnaround from, from twenty fourteen when they were a basket case. And I just want to pay tribute to that. He's, uh, he'll always be a Melbourne legend for that. And then the second yeah, point I want to make yep. is to all the Collingwood fans who are coming out and acting like victims about anything to do with art, just have some perspective and be quiet today. And let's celebrate Angus for, for sure.
1: Appreciate your call, Dano. <laughs> so Drop out your calls and your texts. Keep your texts coming through as well. I 98 Quite a few texts have come through. Off the back of the first caller, uh, having a crack at the media blaming Maynard. I was defensive about it because I haven't heard media blame Maynard. But, uh, it, and I mentioned the AFL website story because the caller mentioned the AFL website story as blaming Maynard. So, one here on the text line. The AFL site mentioned Maynard. In the opening paragraph of the top article on AFL.com.au, where were you looking when you shot that first caller down, Richo? Well, let me read you the article firstly. Um, And it starts with the headline, Beloved Demon Retires After a Long Concussion History. So they established, firstly on the AFL website, that he had a long concussion history. And then Maynard's mentioned, but he's not blamed. It's the blame word that I think the media and the Collingwood fans that are getting all defensive now are linking incorrectly. It's, yeah, obviously Maynard's part of the story, but I'll read you the way the AFL website reads. Melbourne Premiership player Angus Brashill has retired. Recent scan results showed microscopic changes in Brayshaw's brain after his concussion in last year's qualifying final loss, which saw Magpie Braden Maynard controversially cleared by the AFL Tribunal after his bump. So it clarifies the fact that Maynard was involved, but he was cleared. I can't see, there's not a blame line in that column. So uh, it's the same as the way I'm covering it, the same as the way Jared's covering but I think a lot of people are going to put two and two together here and get five, and it is easy to cast your blame around, including the media. I get it. Uh, Midday manager you call you get on. You can have your say as to the way you see it as well. Connor in Fitzroy, Lou and East Melbourne are coming to you right now. We'll start with you, Connor. Welcome to you.
8: Hey, Dwayne. Thanks for having me on. Um, I think people who believe that Ray, uh, Maynard should have had a three-week suspension now think that their argument is better off because of this retirement. Um, firstly, I want to say, Bayshaw, you know, great career and all that, um, superb player. But I don't think there's grounds for the argument to look better um, for people who think um, Maynard should have had three weeks. The, the accidents happen in our game, and um, you know that that's what, that's what that was. People, I don't think um, you know people should be feeling like oh they're, they're they're justified now because of what's happened in the last. Few hours, um, and and I want to make that point that yeah accidents do happen in our game. It's 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 that, that's that's the case. That that's like a lot of other contact sports as well. And yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, some people think that it should have been three weeks, but I just want to make the point that there's there's concussion history. If someone's had a lot of concussion and they continue to get them, well, then they're, they're susceptible to to, um, you know, difficulties with with it. So, uh, yeah, that's just one point I wanted to raise because people have been blaming Maynard and, and giving him a bit of stick when he probably is harshly done by there.
1: Yeah. Well, Melbourne fans can make their own decision when they go to the footy against Collingwood this year. They can make that call themselves and they can make the call when they text in here. You're right about accidents will happen in football. That's always been the case and it will continue to be the case and again Maynard played the game the way the laws of the game allowed him to play yeah he pushed the line and he pushed the line with the tribunal and they let him off now if you have a read of the context of why they let him off and then have a read of the way the law is written now there is still a chance the same incident can happen and a player can still justify what he's done and maybe get off but I think you've got a hell of a lot less chance of getting off Uh, One here on the text, I would point out the detailed analysis of the new rules application in the Maynard case showed he would still get off. Yeah, it would depend on how it was argued, but there is that chance that a player doing this could get off. You're right. Louie, now smile. Welcome to you, Lou.
2: Hi, Dwayne. Hope you're well. Um, I am. First of all, let me say, look, I'm sorry that he had to retire. And what I'm more sorry for is that I hope he doesn't have any ongoing issues with concussion because, I mean, game's a game, but, you know, his life's his life. That's more important. Um, you're, you're going to gob a few people ringing and being upset with either SEN or, or the media, even your own news. The lady when she um, reads the news, she she leads it with as a result of last year's incident in that game. So you know, yeah. I mean, they should they should be saying as a result of uh, all of his concussions, not the one incident.
1: Yeah, Lou, I think you make a good point there, and I'm not not going to um, critique. Um, you know, news to the point that uh, I'm trying to tell them how to do their job. I do my job. Jared does his job. We all choose our words on this radio station. Sometimes you have to choose them extremely carefully. If I was writing the news report, I probably wouldn't have written it that way, but that's the way news report it. The news reporters are well-trained. They know their craft. So I'll stay out of it. I'll just do the way I do this show, the way I do this show, and... Uh, we'll let that development run itself, but it is a very volatile issue, and everybody's got got their own view as to the way this should be reported, I suppose. Mick in Airport West, what can you, Mick?
4: G'day, uh, Dwayne. I just want to know how um, Brodie Grundy, Brody Grundy um, has gone in the practice game against GWS.
1: Really, really, really well. Um, so he started in the ruck against Briggs. The Sydney Swans started with Heaney, McDonald, um, Heaney. Um, and uh, McInerney and Chad Warner in the centre for the opening bounce so the end of the centre square starting four for them was Grundy, Heaney McInerney, Chad Warner up against Briggs, Tom Green Cornelio and Kelly for the Giants his work around the ground was great Brody Grundy, he was getting a couple of uh, marks and pick up kicks around the ground where he was hitting targets he looked really good Mick, to be honest I've got to say, and he looked like a guy who had, had a body that hadn't played a lot of footy in recent years.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. To see, being, being old coming and playing in Conley's sport, on, but, you know, Taylor Adams I'm looking forward to, um, to watching him play against Sydney. He, gave, he left Conley, he gave us 10 years of service, so I'm no to harm with him going to another side. But Brady Grundy, I'm, I'm wrapped for him. I'm, I'm so glad for him.
1: Yeah, and it's probably not the news Melbourne fans want to hear, but James Jordan looked really good on a wing for the Swans as well. Nathan in Mernda. Thanks, Mick, for your call. Nathan in Mernda. Hello, Nathan. Dwayne, how you
4: going, mate? With the break good, thanks. Story, um, do um, Melbourne get to get a replacement player? I know the SSP closed Monday, but surely in hmm. extreme circumstances, they should be given that opportunity,
7: I feel.
1: Yeah, I think the long-term injury list allows it. So if you put a player on your long-term injury list, you can pick up a player. But I don't think you can do it until the mid-season draft, Nathan. I think they'll have a spot on their list to come mid-season. But I could be corrected on that because concussion is an extraordinary circumstance. Yeah, and
4: yeah, he's had a good career and I wish him well. And I hope uh, people can leave Maynard um, alone as well because it'd be difficult for him to see it as well. You know, know, mental stuff like... He never caused to do that damage and hopefully
1: people can just get off his back. Yeah, well, each Melbourne supporter will make that call when they go to the footy this year and uh, that's going to be an interesting watch for all of us broadcasting the game, going to games and people in a position like mine, you know, we try to report it as responsibly as possible and I'm trying, I mean, it would be easy to come on and, hey, let's do five hours of midday madness. What do you think of um, Braden Maynard now? All that kind of stuff. But that's the last thing I would do even though I'm in the talkback radio game. I want to talk to you. I like taking calls, but I'm on not in the business of being a shock, inflammatory kind of guy. I think uh, the responsible reporting of it is pretty important in a in a situation like this when you've got a an extremely brilliant footballer like Angus Brace, you're retiring as part of a long line of extremely brilliant AFL footballers retiring for a similar style of injury. Let's just call it that. 1300
0: 736 736. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded
1: for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. It's Midday Madness. You call, you get on. That's the Midday Madness promise. The number one three hundred seven three six seven three six brought to us by Werribee Kia where they have the biggest ever EV sale on now at Werribee Kia. Straight back to your calls, Kane in Tullamarine. Dave in Milton, we'll get to you. Keep your calls coming and we'll keep getting you on. Welcome to you, Kane. Thanks for holding. Hey, Dwayne. How's it going? Good. Yeah, it's good here. Um,
9: look, just two things. Um, that guy who called earlier about saying uh, Maynard has to get suspended for the whole year. That was a bit... Silly. Um, I mean, if you do that, I don't know what he was thinking. Just had to say that. Um, and then, also, do you know what happens with his contract? Yeah, if i look after him, or does Melbourne look after him? That sort of regard, you know what happens there?
1: So, I think the concussion issue is being worked through, but he will be paid his contract, Kane. Okay, that will, I think, that's almost guaranteed. I don't know how many years he's got left, um, but he will be paid out with his contract. And how much? Melbourne will need to include that in the salary cap, uh, whether they deem it to be an injury like any other injury or whether they deem a concussion retirement like this to be something separate. Uh, we'll have to wait and find out. But, yeah, so the D statement, again, the decision follows extensive neurological testing and expert consultation, which concluded that the 28-year-old should be medically retired as a result. So, yeah, medically retired is a different terminology, um, as opposed to, oh, I can't play because my knee's no good. Um, so it's a little bit different, Kane, until the AFL tells us exactly how much of the salary cap this will take up for Melbourne in the future years. Uh, I'd only be guessing if I told you what I thought.
9: Yeah, no, no stress. Easy. Thanks, mate.
1: But he will be paid. Uh, Davey Melton, you there, Dave? Good morning, mate. How are you?
7: Yeah, good. Yeah, mate, just I'm I'm real sorry for what's happening to Brayshaw.
3: Sure, I wish it never happened, but it did. But I look at a bloke like Nathan Murphy, like how does AFL in good conscience allow him to play? And therefore and Collingwood, when this bloke's at the pinnacle of his concussion stuff that's happening to him, you just gotta look at him and he falls over.
1: Well, I don't know about that, Dave, but I think everyone has to be treated on their own merits for their own specific situation. I don't think you can have a blanket rule when it comes to telling players how they should or shouldn't feel or what their scan does or doesn't say. So in the Nathan Murphy instance, I would suggest that the same thing would happen. He'd have a brain scan. His scan would He'd have the specialists that talk to him. And if there's changes in his scan or his specialists give him advice in one direction, then he might go in that direction. But again, Nathan Murphy's taken some time off now because he doesn't feel confident of playing. That's his words. He hasn't said um, that it's a result of the concussion he got last year he's said that it's time off because he doesn't have confidence playing right now. But again, Dave, we're in the situation where experts, uh, we had Dr. Peter Larkins on this program earlier, uh, experts and scans and medical evidence is advancing with each passing week. So what's available to Angus Brayshaw this week for him to make this decision? You know, wasn't available two years ago and two years before that. So you're, you're really doing this on the run. So doctors that have made decisions for players as to whether they do or don't play or help them make their own decision as to whether they do or don't play in the past have always worked under the guidelines that they have at their disposal and the information that they have at their disposal. Now, here we are in 2024 where doctors have a lot more at their disposal and that's a good thing for players. So, yeah, Nathan Murphy's got all that at his disposal and we'll wait and see. I don't think... um, you know, we're going to get something resolved with Nathan Murphy in the immediate future. Great to have you call. Uh, I think you'll be with a few more weeks off yet. A couple of texts coming through. Um, one from me. Well, Dwayne, what are you talking about? Melbourne supporters can make up their own mind. Well-chosen words designed to incite an aggressive response against Maynard. No, it's not. It's just me saying that if you go to the football, regardless of who's playing, you as a footy fan are going to make your own decision how you should barrack. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to go about your business and how to not go about your business. Would I rather that there wasn't violent words thrown out to Brayden Maynard on game day? Well, I'm choosing which texts to read out, put it that way. And those that are nasty to the violent extent, um, or using words that can't be broadcast, I choose not to broadcast, obviously. So, yeah, I make some choice in that, but... Uh, You said very poor form from me. It's not my job to tell everybody how to go about their life on this program and lecture them as to what they should or shouldn't do. But there are some things that obviously if you go to the footy, you won't want to be around.
0: Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Another big hour of Midday man is still to come, but Trout in Woodend. We'll get you on before the
1: news. Welcome to you, Trout. Hello, Dwayne. How you going? Love the show. Good. Thank
3: you. Am I missing something with the concussion rules for the AFLs compared to boxing, rugby, horse racing, soccer and UFC? Because all those sports, we don't hear about people suing um, for concussion here and there, but it seems to be the AFL only. Um, And we all know that all the sports are all dangerous, Does the AFL in the future say, hey, you need to sign this contract, it's a dangerous sport?
1: No, I don't think so. I think they just adjust their rules with the medical evidence at the time and make that call themselves, which they have on extending the period that you have to be out compulsorily when it comes to a concussion. But every sport makes its own call as to how long you have to be out. Some it's 12 days. And how you come up with the amount of days is how long is a piece of string. Every sport and their administrators have a big call to make. I mean, some sports like soccer have banned heading the ball at junior level, so kids don't head the ball as much as they used to. There's a lot of changes like that happening on the back of the medical evidence. It's a little bit different in individual sports as well. When you decide to, I'm going to box, I'm going to be a boxer, individual sport, you still have a federation in control of the whole thing when it comes to the rules, but it's still an individual decision. A company like a, a football club has to make a decision holistically, more so about what it's going to do as an organisation when it comes to things like this, which is a little bit different with the 800-odd player cohort the AFL has.
0: Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell.
1: Always great to have your calls for Dwayne's What end Midday Madness. Let's go back to your calls and your texts. I know we've got a few callers on the line, but we'll get to you. You've held across the news, Richard in Cowes and Heather in Fern Tree Gully, but the rest of the lines are open if you want to jump on. Uh, a couple of texts that have come through. Hi, Dwayne. The AFL is in front with CTE. Everyone else will eventually catch up. James in Mordialic. Thanks for that, James. Uh, Dwayne, um, I can't listen to the Maynard Defenders anymore. Music time for me. Hopefully, they'll be good tomorrow, Ian. Yeah, well, it's midday matters, Ian. You call, you get on. Uh, Sometimes you might like the show. Sometimes you don't like the show. I get it. I understand exactly where you're coming from. But this text from Mortimer at Cranbourne North probably sums it up, given what happened in the first hour and the accusation that was made against me. Uh, Dwayne, if you say, Dees fans, don't boo Maynard, you'd be accused of being a nanny. And if you say, make up your own mind, which, uh, as I said, make up your own mind when you go to the footy as to how you barrack, Then you're inciting. It's a fun post-truth world out there. Dwayne, good luck, Mortimer. Thanks for that. On one here, Dwayne, what's your thoughts on North Melbourne with the young players? Please be honest. We talked a lot about North Melbourne yesterday because I watched that game in the lead-up to doing this show. So I don't want to go on and on about what I saw about North because I went on and on about North yesterday. But what I will say, because you weren't with us yesterday, obviously, I think the Kangaroos are one of those teams that you might reassess after the pre-season before round one. You know, reassess their ladder position, their game plan, their expectation, how good the kids looked. Um, their ball run system uh, to stop turning the ball over this year is going to be better. So, you know, when you think about it last year, when it gets into the hands of their lesser-skilled players like it did last year, they turned the ball over with that handball game and kicking game off half-back, even though they ran in waves. But if you've got better ball users, if you've got, if you've got she, Sheasel, Wardlaw, McKercher delivering the ball by hand and foot, kids with better skills, then they won't turn it off, turn it over as much. And I think when North Melbourne plays St Kilda at Moorabbin next Sunday, March 3, that's reassessment day for me. If North do the same as yesterday, again, because it does buy into that round 24 win last game last year and they would rather win than get Harley Reid, I think it actually is a reasonable sample of form improvement for North if they do it again next week off the back of doing it round 24 last year, yesterday against Collingwood, and uh, if they do it next week at Morabin against the Saints. And maybe it does ring true to those people that believe Alistair Clarkson, without the investigation hanging over his head like it was last year, might actually coach better, and Kangaroos might feel like a a freer team to play their footy this year. So uh, that's where I'm at with the Kangaroos. Love your text. They were great to watch yesterday. Can't wait for next Sunday. Back to your calls. Richard in cows. Welcome to you, Richard. Good afternoon, Dwayne. Dwayne, as you
3: just reported on the news, that Maynard had been advised to retire, and that's unfortunate. And we know the incident from the Maynard incident was over last year, and I'll make that point is over. Now, do you think there's any chance the AFL will look at this rule and say we'll change this
1: rule at this time now? I don't think they'll change it again now, Richard, but I think under the wording of the rule, as the way it's been rewritten, I think there will be a... It'll be a damn good lawyer who gets someone off if they tend to do similar actors as to what Maynard did, the jump in the air, Uh, how reckless was it? Uh, You know, he... Maynard, I think, got close enough to the ball and where his eyes were and the movement of Brayshaw. He had enough options for his lawyer to get him off, and they argued it well. But I don't think there's going to be as many options to get someone off in a similar circumstance next year. But then again, Richard, there's always lawyers that argue so well that you can't really have a hard and fast thought as to these things because every now and then a lawyer comes up with something, a biomechanist comes up with something, where were his eyes centred, all that kind of stuff. And you know, even the minute differences can be big differences when it comes to getting off the tribunal. Not every incident's the same. Okay, thanks, Dwayne. Appreciate your call. Heather in Fertree Gully. Welcome to you, Heather. Hi,
9: Dwayne. I'm just ringing to stick up for you for the abuse you get. As I was saying to your program director, my son, Boyd, was the uh, longest-running bulldog mascot, whooper, for eight years, from when he was 16 onwards, and I was his minder. We went to every home-and-away game, and... Even at 16, he said to me, Mum, can you believe the abuse that even women are giving to the players and to us as a mascot? And even now, we've come a long way, but even now, I sit in our reserve seats at... uh, we've, We've had them since it was Colonial Stadium. And what comes out of people's mouths I cringe. I mean, I've heard people say, kill him. I mean, oh, oh, how on earth people like you and and people in the media have to be the brunt of all this? I, I applaud you. So thank you for what you do.
1: Thanks, Heather. Um, well, I love this job. I like talking footy. I mean, I go down the street to the newsagent and someone wants to talk footy. I'll talk footy. I love the game. And, you know, I don't want to... It's not about me, but I've been in Maynard's position and I'm sympathetic to the position that Maynard was in in that final. I've also been in Brayshaw's position, so I'm sympathetic to the position Brayshaw was in. And I do put my mind thinking, what would I do in that circumstance? What would I be thinking in that circumstance if I was Maynard, if I was Brayshaw? Now, what what I've never been in is the position that Brayshaw has been in playing with that spectre of previous concussions and brain injury. That's one thing that I never had to play with. And I'm lucky for that. Yes, I had concussions. And yes, I knew that I might get my head knocked off. And yes, I knew that I was playing under rules that were allowing a lot of violence in that day. But that was the game that I chose to play. I elected to play. Do I want to play this game? It's violent. It's nasty. Yes, I do. Do I want to play this game? This next game could be my last game. Yes, I do want to play this game. So I I chose... This game is my game. It's in my blood. My father played it. My grandfather played for North Adelaide and the Sandfall. So, you know, maybe it's just in me, in my DNA. But I I do think that we all need to, I think, um, as fans, as supporters, um, have an an opportunity to have your opinion heard. So I love this show because it gives an opportunity for you to have your opinion heard. Now, every now and then I dump a caller. Every now and then I see a text and I say, I'm not going to read that. But it is a—it's great to have a forum to talk about it. As volatile and as horrible as it is today, under this circumstance, when you've got another retirement due to concussion off the back of, you know, Seedsman, Venables, Patty McCartan, etc. So, yeah, I love this show, Heather. So don't don't, don't be concerned about me. I love going to the footy. Can't wait to broadcast it again for Fox and SEN this year. And can't wait to take your call, Troy in North. Fitzroy, welcome to you, Troy.
10: Good morning. uh, Good afternoon, mate. How are you going? Good. Uh, That's right. Mate, uh, with this, uh,
11: that Braden Maynard and um, uh, and whatever, uh, Uh, what what, what I'm uh, trying to say is everybody wants to support him.
1: And we are supporting him, aren't we? I mean, there's a lot of people that are, I think if you're a Melbourne supporter or a supporter of footy, you want to celebrate Angus Brayshaw today, and if you're a Collingwood supporter, you want to make sure that there isn't an over-the-top pylon against Braden Maynard, and I get that too, Troy.
6: Yeah, and um, that, and um, yeah, and like that. Actually, just with the um, with the amount of head injuries and whatever, uh, um, and like, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of clubs that are making sure that the kids wear helmets and whatever, uh, which is a great idea. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think the medical advances that we've got and the advice we're getting from medicos these days, it's being trusted more and more by parents and kids. It's a safer game than it ever has been, but there's always ways of making it a little bit safer. And if you feel wearing a helmet's going to help you, then wear a helmet. Troy, great to have you call. Uh, hold the line. We've got something for you, Troy. You're in North Fitzroy. You can have a Signet Boost Power Bank valid at forty-four ninety-five. Coming away, a signature boost power back. will get your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. Uh, great to have your call. Clive in Brisbane. Welcome to you, Clive.
4: G'day, mate. How are you? Good. That's good. Hey, yeah, just about concussion. Like I've been involved in coaching youth footy for a few years and watched my own son get knocked out in a couple of games. And in one game, he got really, really bad concussion. And one of his teammates, he just quit on the spot, and Harry was like, "Well, I got concussed. It's a game I love. Like yourself, absolutely loves the game. As like, well, how soon can I get back? And obviously, go through the protocols. But when you love the game and you are willing to put yourself into those potential risks of getting hurt, then that's that's the thing that you take on as a as a player, whether it be a." a a young player or a a seasoned AFL player. Uh, There's always risk in any sport, but at the end of the day, if you love the game, you're going to play.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, Clyde. There's also the rider on that, and this this applied to me in the 70s and 80s as well when I played, and that is you you play within the rules where you know the game should be at a reasonably safe level to the point that no one's going to be allowed to just walk up to you and smack you in the head. So that's not allowed. There's rules in place to make it a safer game than it perhaps could be. And it was a little nastier, you know, in the 60s when you could just about smack someone in the head. At least when I played, they were starting to stamp that out. I mean, they were handing out, you know, seven-game penalties for people who, you know, King hit other guys. And, And it was right that they did that. Absolutely. But you still played under those rules that it was nasty and you could get hurt and it could be the last game you played, but you're still going to be protected by the umps and you still need to be protected by the system. And if someone wants to go outside the system and the rules, um, there's a tribunal, there's a governing body and there's a group of umpires that will stop them from doing that. And I think that's also the parameter of all sport that you need to play under. They play under it now. There's a system of rules in place to make it safer. You can't do crazy stuff. And it that, that needs to be that way. Otherwise, you know, it's Wild West rules and no one wants to play any sport under Wild West rules even though some sports have got, you know, Wild West rules. And if you want to play it under those rules, then play it. But even UFC has rules, some, but they do have rules. Curtin Montrose. Welcome to you, Kurt. Yeah, good afternoon, mate. Great conversation today. Look, it's a
11: terrible shame that, you know, due to concussion, a, a fine footballer's got to be uh, retired early. But I wanted to touch base just on what you mentioned a few conversations ago with that lady that rang in about the reserve seat about, and you mentioned the word choice. Now, everyone who plays AFL chooses to play AFL. Where does it come to the point of where you've just got to accept the choices that you make in life are yours, you've made your bed, line it, regardless of having to retire because of injury, I understand all that. But like you just said, if you're playing within the rules, the chances are you might go out there and get the absolute, you know what I'm saying, knocked out of you. Mm. If it's within the rules, you chose to play a game, you chose to get knocked, it's, it's, it's footy. Like, you know, society nowadays, mate, not to dwell on it or talk too much about it, it's taken the choices away from everyone when really I feel the onus has to be put back onto the person as such because you chose to play the sport, and it's a great sport. It, it really is, you know. It's probably the best in the world, let's face it. There's no other game like it. It's fantastic. And bring it on. Go the Hawks.
1: Well, Kurt, I don't know. It's ironic that it's one of the toughest sports in the world to play, and I appreciate your call. NFL is so popular in the US, it is overriding when it comes to a comparison against basketball, how popular the NFL is. And the contact sports of the world are still loved. Um, and it's one of the things about the AFL, I suppose, that you know we do admire the players putting themselves in these situations, and they're situations that a lot of people wouldn't put themselves in. And if you're a kid, you've got to make that choice. I mean, my son doesn't play footy, never did. Um, and uh, he's got another... Uh, avenue in life which I'm glad he took because it's probably a hell of a lot better than the choice that I had to play football he's flying and he's flying in another area but I remember going out in the backyard for a kick with him when we were young and we had a kick to kick for about 20 minutes and he said to me how long do we have to do this for and I knew at that point um, football wasn't for him and you move on it's all good everyone's got to find something that they're good at uh, for me I didn't have much else other than footy, and uh, I do love the game. Great to have you call. Laura in Mill Park, Mark in Deer Park will come to you. It's become our great debate for titanium caravans. built tough to tackle Australia's harshest conditions.
0: Make your next caravan a titanium. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World, with Dwayne Russell. Boys, your Company for
1: Dwayne's board for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. Uh, Mark and dear Park, Tony on the road, we'll get to you as part of our great debate for titanium caravans. Built tough to tackle Australia's harshest conditions. Make your next caravan a titanium. Uh, when did you long training? Um, well, a couple of weeks ago, a week ago. It was a closed session. They invited a few pass players in, so I was lucky enough to go in as a pass player, not as a journo. I didn't write down notes. There were a few things that I did notice in that game, though, the Cats were trolling Toby Conway as a number one ruck. And uh, here we get to today's game. And Toby Conway is being played as the number one ruck. So the Cats started with Toby Conway, Bruin, Atkins and Bowes in the middle. Myers also running through the middle with a little bit of wing time. And Dangerfield forward, it was interesting to see that training session the Cats had. Dangerfield was playing a little bit forward. And Dangerfield actually put out a, an Instagram post of himself playing as a permanent forward on a defender that was recently recruited, Conor O'Sullivan, as well. So Danger's playing a little bit forward, maybe more so at the moment in this game, which maybe is a little bit of a pointer as to they're going to have him as a burst player more through the middle and having him more permanently forward, which would be an interesting watch for Danger. So uh, it's been good to watch. You just kicked a goal. And for those people who don't know much about Toby Conway, he's the guy that the Cats got with the pick when they traded Clark to Fremantle. They got the pick it took Toby Conway. It's been a couple of years in the process. He's a big unit, and he looks all right in the ruck. Talk more about this Cats-Carlton game um, in about half an hour from now. Geelong lead it, by the way, early in the last quarter, 9 fifty nine to Carlton, 6 8 in extreme heat, but a couple of the younger players are doing quite well. Uh, Nevitt's done all right. Uh, Shannon Neal looks good in attack. He had an ankle injury this time last year, so there's a few things like that we can talk about with the Cats. We'll also have a chat about the Swans game shortly as well. We'll cross up to Tramways Oval. But Mark in Deer Park, you've been holding for a while. Mark, welcome to you.
3: Yeah, thanks, Dwayne. Um, well, first of all, um, all the best to Angus Brayshaw and his family for his future endeavors. But <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about was Tim um, David's heroics in the T20. Cause I was, Amazing. I was, listening, I was listening to the cricket at the start while I was working, And with those New Zealand actors going berserk, I thought,
1: "Oh, we're never going to get near them. Yeah, we haven't talked about it on this show. It's been spoken about a bit on SEN today, as it should be. So Australia, if you didn't know, needed 28 runs from the last eight balls. And it looked like it was going to be a bridge too far. But Mitch Marsh finished with 72 off 44. And Tim David, 31 from 10. Australia still needed 12 off the last three balls. And there was a misfield on the boundary that led to that last four. Now, it was a tough ball to field, but had he fielded that, New Zealand would have won. So, uh, and it sort of bounced over his hand. So, yeah, it was huge. It was one of those games of cricket, Mark, that uh, that sort of you, you wish it was like that every time there was a game on. And Tim David's one of those guys who has got to be pretty high on the watchables list right now.
3: Yeah, but see, my point is, we've sort of looked like we've, in the T20 format... Uh, Overhaul the batting side of it mm. but we're still struggling with the bowling side of it so I mean, you can't expect players to every match chase down a total that the bowlers have failed to contain so hopefully Him. going forward they'll look at it.
1: Yeah make a good point on that. Hey Mark uh, hold the line I've got something for you You've got a few things to give away still today 18 holes of golf for you and a mate with a cart down at Club Mandalay. Get 18 holes of golf for two with drinks and a cart midweek for just $99 at Club Mandalay. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. And by the way, you can catch every game of Australia's tour of New Zealand live on SEN, the second T20 live from Auckland tomorrow from 5pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. And There's a few tests, a couple of tests coming up as well where... You're going to get cricket in this spot as opposed to me. So plenty of good cricket still coming your way. Um, Need to take a break. Quick break for some news. Lachlan McCurdy is going to join me from Tramways Oval um, in New South Wales. If you don't know where Tramways Oval is, it's the Oval right next to the SCG. And it was a pretty good contest between the Swans and the Giants. Um, Grundy looked great in the ruck. Started in the ruck for the Sydney Swans and looked fantastic. Uh, Heaney played as a midfielder, which... I really enjoyed seeing. So a little bit of a different forward line for the Swans. They tried this precision kicking into their forward line. It's interesting too. Let me play a a little bit of um, what was said by, I think, George Wardlaw yesterday about North Ball. So it's interesting to hear these new terms. Baz Ball, Ange Ball, and now we're getting North Ball. Here's Wardlaw on North Ball after yesterday's Handball, happy, run-and-carry game that North played very, very well against Collingwood. Yeah, it was a, um, a good day for
2: us in the end. Um, we came in quite confident. Um, we took it very seriously, and uh, we're quite happy with the result, I think.
1: What did you like about the performance?
2: Um, we were really confident with North ball. I think our offense was uh, really strong. We used our hands. Um, we challenged them. Um, we used the corridor strongly. So I think that was really impressive.
1: North Ball. So, uh, what is the moniker for your club? If you want to jump on? Send us a text. Have a bit of fun. Given how heavy it's been today, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You want to jump on the line, and we'll give away a prize. We've still got a Brick Lane dining experience for two, including a three-course meal and Brick Lane beers. Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale, Pale Ale, the taste of summer. Thanks to Brick Lane. What is the what is the three-word catchphrase for your team? Given North again with North Ball off the bo- off the back of Bas Ball. Ange Ball, and a couple of other balls. You know what I saw Sydney play today? And we'll talk about this with Lachlan McCurdy. I saw Sydney play football. Back with more. In
3: the
1: yeah, Patrick and he did it last week at that session when he was playing forward. He put an Instagram post out about playing maybe as a forward given his Instagram post was him on the new recruit defender, Connor O'Sullivan, and he's having another shot at goal now, danger. Uh, He's missed that one, but he's looking good as a forward, one of the change-ups for the Cats, maybe, although it is hot, so maybe they're not running him as much through the midfield today. A lot of things you do pick up in these games. As I mentioned, I think the Swans played football, dare I say it. Their ball use by foot was fantastic. Happy to go wide on a number of occasions, and they made sure that they didn't bomb it long, given how good a defence the Giants have. I mean, the Giants have... Sam Taylor, Buckley, Himmelberg, Iden, Ash and Aaliyah all back there and Cal Ward waiting for that long bomb kick so they can gobble it up. And the Swans kicked around them quite a bit today and looked really impressive with that ball movement. Wide a few times inside of the corridor a few times and wide of the pockets to allow their goal kickers to kick. Lachlan McCurdy was watching it for Code Sports as a reporter at Tramways over for us as well, but you can read his stuff at codesports.com.au and across the news limited platforms he's been good enough to give us his thoughts on what he saw what to you lock on great to have you on good
2: afternoon twain yeah good to be with you
1: so what did you see today uh we've been talking a bit about brodie Grundy and the swan's ball movement and uh aaron cabman's had a couple of mentions from me what are your thoughts as to what happened today
2: yeah, I think overall it was a very high-quality hit out for their first game of the year. I think um, good conditions for fast attacking footy here um, up in Sydney. Sort of a 30-degree day, perfect weather. So it was always going to be exciting, but it was a real physical encounter that crop-town rivals may and, and bought into it a little bit. But, yeah, I think some of the guys you mentioned there were real standouts. I thought Brody Grundy, well, he, he probably didn't have the most amazing games in terms of stats and things like that, that he, he just looked a composed presence around the stoppages uh, for this Swan side and kind of someone that they've definitely been missing. While I think that your point was really good in terms of a, a really solid defence to come up against, uh, the Swans forward line looked really good. They lowered the eyes, they found some really nice targets and yeah the scoreboard showed 16 goals, it was a, a nice day out for them.
1: And as tough as a day has been for Melbourne supporters, uh, James Jordan looked pretty good on a wing too.
2: Yeah, he's someone who I think will definitely... Uh, Melbourne fans will be going, why have we let go of him? Because he just looks like he's slotted into this side nicely. I think he looks comfortable on the wing. He looks like that guy who, almost like Errol Gould on the other side. is happy to sit forward, sit back, sit wherever he's needed to, to get a bit of the action. And yeah, I, I think he's just got a, a real good ability to make a close decision by hand, whether it's um, with a kick or uh, finding that right-hand ball of someone inside or
1: outside. So yeah, I think he'll slot in nicely to the Swans' best twenty three. And the Giants, obviously, they have the nuts and bolts to be a pretty good team again this year. They, um, if Cadman can provide as that he's the number one pick from two years ago in his second year, then they're going to be a different team altogether because we know Hogan can play. They've got a couple of other forwards who are guns. But if Cadman gets added to that mix, look out.
2: Yeah, I think so. And I think what I really liked about Cadman's game was that it, it was a quiet game to start. There were a few of us going, OK, he hasn't done a whole heap in the first quarter, but he showed this determination to go, OK, I need to get into this game and and really built into the second and third and played his best in the fourth quarter, which is what you you want from a, a young kid, that, that ability to kind of build up in, in that performance. So I, I think he's... Set shots looked really good. There was one from sort of right in front of us in one of the forward pockets that looked great and some really strong contested marks as well. So it's uh,
1: promising sides all around. Can you see Isaac Henney playing in the midfield more? He started in the centre square for the opening bounce and was in there quite a bit today. Yeah, I think it's something we'll see a bit of. I
2: had a chat to him pre-season, and he says he really likes... He feels he's a better player when he's got that balance or that mix of playing both on ball and then also getting forward. So I think I wouldn't be surprised sort of seeing him start on that half-forward line, but really dropping in so he's around stock, which is a little bit more this year.
1: And the ball uses off half-back as well. Matt Roberts played, I think, off half-back and a little bit of wing today. There's a bit of a trend. North Melbourne did it yesterday, and that is if you're going to handball chain it, by all means, do it, but make sure your last handball is to a guy who can kick it well. And that seems like it's going to be a, a trend. Run it, run it, and then give it to someone who can kick. It's not always going to be Blakey. It looks like they've got a couple of others that might be doing that as well.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that's, um, that, they're pretty uh, well set for some really good um, kicks on them, the Swans. Um, Blakey, as you said, Roberts, and I think Braden Campbell also had a fantastic mm-hmm. game. He's got... Yeah one of the best left foots in the comp. So I think we're going to see a lot of that run off the Swans. And I think Blakey's almost going to be that third, that hybrid third tool. They probably don't need to bring in another defender. And if that's the case, it's clear the Swans are are all guns in on kind of moving the ball quickly this
1: year. Yeah, it's it's a good news story with both teams up there. You'll be covering them during the course of the year, Lachlan, but uh, who knows? They could even play in that last game in September. That's how good their (laughs) lists are. And Errol Gordon, I watched the first half of that game, obviously, and took notes and then had both games to watch and to start this show. So I had the Geelong-Carlton game to watch as well as that game and and take calls here for Midday Mattis, which has been a bit of a fun morning given how big a couple of the stories are. But Errol Gordon was protected early and then came on later, didn't see a lot of the
0: ghoul.
2: Yeah, so he came on. Uh, it was always part of the plan just to get a, a half a footy into him. And he came up a little bit towards the end of that second quarter and looked at it pretty good. Like, when he's ever we know what to expect from him now. So it wasn't mm. a, a big, amazing hit out for him. But he was always in the right spot. He for nice targets and was running around pretty nicely. So, yeah, I think we know what to expect
1: from him now. And it's
2: just building up his workload. So he's ready for that Olympic game against Melbourne.
1: Hey, great to have you on. I really appreciate you taking our call. And we'll read more of your stuff at codesports.com.au
2: time. Thanks very
1: so much, Dwayne. Lachlan McCurdy at Tramways Oval giving us the latest there. Um, there is uh, the latest on the Tarrant Thomas um, suspension has come through. Tom Morris reported 18 games, what, a couple of days ago now in The Age. Now I'm reading from The Age report from Jake Nile and Peter Ryan. North Melbourne's Taran Thomas will miss 18 matches after he was found by an AFL investigation to have behaved inappropriately towards A woman. So uh, that's the latest on that. Looks like Tom Morris might have got that number of weeks out correct. We'll take a break. Plenty still to come here with Dwayne's World.
0: Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell
1: been a massive show. Good to talk about the Giants and the Swans. We're about to have a chat to Tim Clark about the Cats and the Blues. Played in 38 degree heat. Cats late in this last quarter, 10 12 72. Lee Calton 8 8 56. But uh, they're pretty hot and bothered right now. There is the reserves to be played after this game. So uh, we'll talk more about that with Tim Clark very shortly. A couple of texts on the 40 Wings Temper text 04 The all new Temper Pro. T E M P U R Temper. The Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. What kind of ball is your team going to play now that north ball has been the term used by north players and it's been out there publicly now that George Wardlaw has said it? Um, Does that mean the Dockers are going to play free balling in the upcoming season? Andrew in Balmain, thanks for that. Dockers had a few mentions. Um, Going to play the long, long, long your way round last year perhaps. Uh, Bulldogs will play crap ball. Who's going to replace Luke Beveridge round eight? Thank you. That's uh, Jono from Ascot Vale who has been on that case for a while. Um, Dwayne, Melbourne found, I think our football could be called Butcher Ball. Yeah, those kicks inside 50 haven't been great. One from J-Dog, Land of the Giants football. Uh, Jamara, Darcy, Lobb and Norton all forward. Nice one. Uh, appreciate that text as well. Uh, culture Ball is something that's been mentioned a few times by the texters on Melbourne. Uh, West... Coast will be playing back ball all year. Those kick backwards, thank you. Uh, Collingwood are going to be playing McCrazy ball. I like that. Uh, McCrazy, thank you. Uh, Dwayne, I don't think the Blues will be going with blue ball. Uh, no, that's probably what they won't be going with. Uh, but thanks for that. Um, and my super coach name has been Pensioner Ball for years. Go Cats. Appreciate all your texts. Keep them coming through. 0433981116. Quite a few still coming through on the retirement of Angus Brayshaw and uh, the back and forth between some Collingwood fans and Melbourne fans. I won't uh, inflame it again, but um, there's a few saying that uh, high fans with 75,000 there will overpower anything Melbourne goes with with their 5,000 that Jimmy has suggested Melbourne will have at their games. Um, And, you know, a question here as to whether the media will build this up in the lead-up to Melbourne and Collingwood. Uh, It'll be spoken about, yeah, and the vision will be shown. Yeah, you can be guaranteed of that. Back with a bit more to come and your calls included. Still some more Midday Matters time if you want to jump on. 1-300-736-736 but Tim Clark, Carlton Assistant Coach also to join us after this given the final siren has just sounded between the
0: Blues and the Cats. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. A little bit of rapid fire, Midday madness.
1: Tim Clark got to join me, but uh, if you want to jump on now, your last chance for Midday madness 1300 three hundred seven three six seven three six. That open line number brought to us by Werribee Kia. And the biggest ever EV sale is on now at Werribee Kia. You can drop down and see David, Janan, A, Jim and the whole team. Also got some Brick Lane dining experiences to give away as well before 2 o'clock. So it includes a three-course meal and Brick Lane beers. Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale is the Taste of Summer. And if you haven't been to Brick Lane, it's at Queen Vic Market. It's a beautiful, new, renovated old pub, and it looks magnificent. The chef's great, and uh, you can get yourself a nice feast as well, some of the fresh produce from the market, as well as having one of the Brick Lane beers. If you like that kind of thing, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, the open line number. Quick plug to our man, Sammy Edmund, who was on the show earlier on today as well. He's been working hard today, Sammy with the Angus Brayshaw news being broken earlier on today. And it almost seemed as if, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but uh, it seemed as if quite a few of the journos knew of the Angus Brayshaw retirement news, but it was almost, to me, felt like they universally decided not to break the story before Angus told teammates. That might not have been the case, but that's the way I sort of felt it happened. But you can check out a bit more of Sammy Ebman. He chats to former long-time Collingwood Sports Science Director David Butterfant, all thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives this Sunday at 10am. David in what welcome to you, David. Thanks for jumping on.
4: Yeah, g- day, Dwayne. I just want to ask you a quick question. I'm, not noting Hawthorne, I'm a Hawthorne supporter. I'm noting Hawthorne's um, injury issues at the moment. I don't think they're quite as dire as people making it out to be, but in regards to the defence, I-, I just want to know, is anybody, has anybody noticed that Hawthorne hasn't drafted... And I think drafted a decent key defender, not an intercept defender, but an actual decent key defender. Since probably Stephen Gillum.
1: Well, I suppose they hoped Denver Granger Brass would fill one of the holes in their defense when they drafted him with what pick six. I don't think I've just lost you there, but yeah, I suppose drafted a decent defender is the issue because when you draft these guys you think they're gonna be a decent defender and they have recruited some guys. I mean Frosty's a good defender and Chanku Jath is a great defender. Well Frosty's a great defender to be honest. And Chanku Jath is a great defender if you want to play him as a defender and run the ball but he's not able to play at the moment because of injury. Maxim Flemington what to you do, Max Good Adwane how are you going? Yeah good thanks.
2: Yeah, I just want to talk about the uh, Angus Brayshaw decision. And, I mean, I know a lot of people are seeing it as something quite tragic. But, I mean, to me, the tragic thing were all the head knocks that he suffered throughout his career. And I actually think it's quite a brave decision that should be celebrated.
1: Yeah, we had a few callers earlier on today, Max, talking about how we should be celebrating a career that had a premiership and 167 games. And if he's got a great long-term life um, with a brain that's at full capacity then he's going to have a good footy career and a great life to go with the next 70, Max, which is going to be a good news story as well for him. I mean, uh, players putting their hands up for health issues now, early, is going to be something that we're going to see more of and it will hopefully allow for long and glorious lives post-footy, Max.
2: Yeah, I completely agree.
1: So I uh, appreciate your call and... The celebration for him. Hold the line. We've got something. We'll, we'll send you down to Brick Lane. We've got one more of these to give away. One 736 736 is the number. If you'd like to join us for a bit of late midday matters, Tim Clark, I think, is going to join us out at two o'clock now. So your calls all the way to two o'clock, One 736 736, or a few of your texts if you want to send them through. 0433 And that's a Brick Lane dining experience you've got, including a three course meal and Brick Lane beers. Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale the taste of summer. Um, Jamari Hagen's also spoken on Bevo and the Bulldogs. Speaking of the tall ball that uh, the Dogs might be playing this year, here's a little bit of Jamari Hagen and Bevo.
2: Bevo's completely, like, turned into an unreal coach as well. Like, just very – it's been very good, yeah. The friendship I have with all the coaches is unbelievable. Um, I feel like I can just catch up with them as a mate and see them as a mate instead of a coach. Um, but we know when to be a professional um, when we're on the field.
1: A little bit of uh, Jamara. I didn't want this to get lost in the wash either. So there's a lot of talk about what's happening with the NRL playing in Las Vegas. And I thought it was to expand the code. I, maybe I misread it. I thought it was to get more watches to the sport internationally. But no, we had Matty Johns on SEM breakfast earlier today and he explained it. And it made sense to me. The NRL is in Vegas to try and expand their ability to have Americans gamble on the sport, among other things. Here's Matty Johns explaining why is the NRL in Vegas?
11: The idea of it is just to make Americans aware of it because over there, it, um, mate, the, 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 mate, the phone gambling, like the gambling is mm-hmm. just completely opened up to what it is in yeah. Australia. Yeah. And, you know, basically that's what it's about. It's basically you know, making Americans aware of the game given the base understanding of the rules, so that they'll have a punt on it and gives you know, gives the game more revenue. And anything apart from that, I mean, I think honestly would be, would be a bonus.
1: Many John's giving us the explanation. One here. Hawks drafted Sicily. Yeah, he's a great defender. Dwayne, did you just say Frost is a great defender? Well, I like calling him off. I think the way he plays the game is... The way I love the game played. Um, and one here, Dwayne, do you watch footy? CJ is not a good defender at all, hence his move to the wing. Yeah, I think he could be a good defender long-term. I think he's got that in his repertoire. But, yeah, OK, maybe he's going to be a better wingman. Renato in Geelong. Welcome to you, hear, Renato. Good. G'day, Dwayne. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. I uh, just wanted to say, whoever recruited Marty Hoare at Melbourne, uh,
7: that's a very wise decision in hindsight because um, he can
2: uh, obviously pretty bad for Angus, but uh, Marty would be a, a really good fit down the back, uh, a cool head. So to get him out of, uh, you know, just off the, the sub list would be good. Um, so,
11: so
6: I think we might see a bit of Marty Hoare this year in the back line.
11: The yeah, day. maybe
1: they knew this was coming, perhaps. Melbourne, they saw this in the wind and thought we better, you know, had an extra bit of defensive stock. But he was under their nose anyway. They must love him. Renato, they've recruited him twice.
2: He's a very good player. A cool head and a, a good kick. Anyway, yep. go the Ds.
1: Appreciate your call. Go the Ds, Renato. Keep your calls coming. Uh, Mark, on, on the limestone coach, you'll have to be really, really quick. Mark, you've got about 30 seconds. Sorry to rush you, but it is midday bad. rapid fire. You there?
6: Yeah, mate. Uh, Phil, Phil Carmen, um, Robert Muir. Even to a lesser extent, Barry Hall, fantastic players, but aren't remembered for their great play. I'm a bit worried about poor old Maynard
2: when he retires, that he won't be remembered for being for the player, but for the action.
1: Yeah, well, let's remember that a few of those players you mentioned got long suspensions. Barry Hall got a long suspension. Um, Carmen got long suspension. Maynard didn't get suspended under the rules. Now, there's a couple of texts that have come through on that, so let me just read one to counter your point, Mark. Uh, Dwayne, before people start crucifying Braden Maynard, please remember that at the time he did nothing against the rules, was not suspended, and went around to visit Angus Brayshaw at his home to check on his welfare. So uh, there is that as well to go with it. But how Melbourne fans remember Braden Maynard will be a little bit different to how Collingwood fans remember their premiership player, Braden Maynard. Back with plenty to come. Been a wild midday, madness couple of hours. Still a big hour to come, you at Dwayne's World. For Athena Home Loans, be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans.
0: Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World, with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have company for Dwayne's
1: Watch for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. Been a big couple of hours for midday Mantis off the back of a big day news-wise with the retirement of Angus Brayshaw. Sammy Edmund's going to join me again shortly to talk more about that Angus Brayshaw retirement news and the Tarrant Thomas news that the Age is now running with. Same story that Tom Morris ran with about an 18-week suspension. So we'll talk more with Sammy Edmund about that a little later on. Let's talk about the news On Field News with Tim Clark, Carlton Assistant Coach, who watched it today against the Cats, probably the best man to talk about, both the Cats and the Blues, given he's got heritage with both an old Geelong Falcon, played 100 games with the Hawks as well, Tim Clark, but his dad was a superstar with both the Blues and the Cats. Welcome to you, Tim. Great to have you on. Thanks for having me, Dwayne. It was nice uh, to get a run under your belt, although the conditions had knocked around with your players. Oh, it's
12: great to get a, a good game against a quality opposition in Geelong. And for, for us, getting conditions like today is, is terrific because our round zero clash is against Brisbane up there. So the, the opportunity for us to be able to play in heat and to be able to absorb what those conditions throw at you is really good for our group.
1: So how exhausted were they after, Tim? I mean, have you got any guys that are really tongue-out guys or did they actually cope pretty well?
12: Oh, they, they played pretty well. We had an extra player on the bench that helps with rotations. The game was a bit shorter. Um, so our, our players will pull up. We've just finished, so we, we haven't done an individual review of the players yet yep. and how they've, they've pulled up physically. But they, they all look pretty good. They ran out the game well. And um, we just appreciate such a good contest against
1: Geelong. So what did you take out of it from a selection point of view? Who do you like? Who's pushing their hand up for selection in that opening game?
12: Oh, for us, it was great to see some of the new guys put on the, the navy blue jumper for the first time. Um, Elijah Hollands came in and played a role. Fantasia came in and played a role. Uh, young Ashton um, was was there up forward, um, kicked a couple of goals, which was, was good to see for, for both us as a footy club and the supporters. And there was a, a few other players that were, were played in some different positions and got some exposure to that, which is always good for, for this time of year.
1: And up forward, Kerno and Makai were both there. Um, Harry tried the around-the-corner kick. I had a chat to Harry on the program yesterday, and he was great. He, he was talking about the fact that he's at least more confident as to which kick to pull out, depending on which spot on the ground he was at. He did miss a couple today, but he looked more confident in the process, at least.
12: Yeah, he's confident in his process, and, and so are we. He, he does a power of work on it, uh, both physically out there on the ground, but also a lot of work on it uh, with what his process looks like and his approach to to the kick. So we're, we're really confident Harry's going to uh, kick as efficiently as he can this year. And he, he had he had an impact in multiple roles today. It was good to see.
1: So the guys that you don't have in, how far away is Sam Walsh? How far away is Jacob Wienering? What kind of numbers are we looking at in terms of games missed, do you uh, think?
12: Oh, with Sammy, like he's had a terrific preseason. Um, he's really taken his game to another level. It's just pulled up a bit sore after um, match simulation last week, and um, he's on a modified program. So the next two weeks, it'll be updated on on where he's at uh, at this stage. It's um, yeah, he's been modified. Um, hopefully, it's sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah. So the uh, you've had a. I suppose, uh, you've got Jack Martin out as well, Zach Williams, you've got a few of those guys as well on the periphery. How far away are they?
12: Yeah, most of those guys have different um, stages of their their recovery, Um, but most of them are in full training in the next week or two and will be available early in the season, whether it's sort of round zero, whether it's round one or two, Um, they are tracking well. Um, Weeders might be a little bit behind a couple of those guys you mentioned, but um those updates will come in the next couple of weeks from the footy club but uh we've got a few of those boys you mentioned that are pretty close.
1: Is there a battle for the number 1 ruck spot? Is it De Koning? Well you started with De Koning today because because Pittnet didn't play but is there a battle for that number 1 ruck spot?
12: Oh there there, there is. There's been a battle for a number of our positions over hmm. pre-season and we've we've had um some really good competition for for spots. Pitto hasn't been able to train as consistently as Tommy over the last sort of four to six weeks out there doing match play. So Tommy at this stage has is, is won the position and has trained really, really well. But, you know, Pito's doing a power of work to get himself as ready as he can, as early as he can in the season. And, um, you know, that's it's important to us to have our rucks fighting for, for the position. It makes um, training better. And uh, when you've got selection competition, it's a, it's a good thing for your footy club.
1: And how many of you guys did, did you get any injuries at all? How did they pull up Mitch McGovern looked okay, and a couple of passengers took a, a couple of grabs How's he
12: yeah all, all the guys pulled up well from from my understanding. There was nothing that was yeah. communicated to us during the game we We did take a couple of players out, which was planned one there was a there was a light corky that we took out and um so we're pretty happy with how we've finished uh, our first real look at match simulation with a clean bill of health.
1: Is Ratio Fantasia and Elijah Holland's both a chance to play in that opening round game? I, I presume, well, they did look okay today. I didn't see it all uh, in its entirety, but it's always difficult to know just off the screen as to, you know, kicks sparks and handballs as opposed to are they playing the role that you want them to play well. So is there a chance they play opening round?
12: Yeah, they did. They did some really good things today, both of them, um, but... Both uh, Raz and, um, and Lige have had terrific pre-seasons. They've given themselves every opportunity to be able to play in, uh, in, in next week's game and then round zero and they, uh, they provide really good run and uh, acceleration with our ball movement but they also provide good leadership. They've both been in the system for, for, for a few years and they've, they've made our group better. Um, it is hot for spotso and but they, both of them have put their hand up high with the way that they have not only played today, but how they've performed in training over the last sort of month or two.
1: And you probably didn't hear, but George Wardlaw called North Melbourne style yesterday North ball, which is the, the handball chain game from defence and then link it up to the hands of a good kicker. Have you got a blue ball? Is there a the way you're trying to play at the moment, Carlton, that might be a change up in game style? I
12: think you'll find most, footy clubs call their offense something whether it's um you know north obviously call it north ball um you know whether that's a type of offensive movement or not but a lot of clubs tend to use a descriptor for uh, for their offense and defense and i'm sure that kind of comment was there but we want to be more dynamic uh, in offense and uh, that's something that we've definitely looked at a fair bit over the over the pre-season and um, we're looking forward to be able to continue doing that and evolving that against uh, some really good opposition. We had Geelong today, Melbourne next week, and then Brisbane, um, you know, which we're sure those teams are going to defend us really well. And we're going to look to challenge that defense.
1: So what's it called on your white ball, your style? What What that offensive
12: style? <laughs> we've got some different names for our offense and, <laughs> and defense, but that's probably more of a club thing. And. As long as our guys know what it means and we're, we're on the one page, which is uh, the biggest challenge in, in football. And if it's a fancy word that does the job or it's just training it uh, with repetition, um, we just want to make sure our guys are on the one page. And uh, we look forward to rolling that out in the next few weeks.
1: Very clever by you not giving me your fancy word.
12: <laughs> nah, these, uh, <laughs> it's just one of those things in footy. Whatever it makes you play, get out and play well keep looking for those little uh, advantages as a coach.
1: Well, if it is uh, dynamic is the word you used, or Vossball? we're looking forward to seeing it, Tim. Always great to have a chat to you. Um, And the stability of your club, fantastic club it must be to be involved in right now, given uh, you've been around a bit, you've seen some different footy clubs, and Carlton's in as good a shape right now as they've ever been.
12: Yeah, we've got terrific leadership um, from Lukey, Say as, as, as the president, Brian Cook as the CEO, you've got Lloydy there as our GM and, and Vossi as a, the senior coach. And that sort of filters down through our main group and our staff. And um, you know last year when we were challenged, there was a lot of calmness with our, with our leaders and that infiltrated the rest of the footy club. And you, know, you saw some powerful results on the back of it. And um, yeah, it's, a, it's an environment, um, it's a high performing environment at the moment and it's a, it's a credit to our leaders.
1: Great to have you, Tim. We'll talk soon. Thanks for that, Dwayne. Tim Clark, Carlton Assistant Coach, joining me. A few suggestions coming through on the text machine for various um, words on the white ball of various teams. Hi, Dwayne. Cats will play furball, hopefully not coughing it up. Simon from Frankston, thank you. Um, And one here on the West Coast. Ours right now is Where's the
0: Ball? Jason in Perth. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. has been another massive day of news
1: and massive day of footy, which is good to have something on the field to talk about. We'll talk about both on and off field with Sammy Edmund is about to join us. And then Lost in the Wash still to come. So anything we should have got to today but haven't got to yet, don't forget you can jump on the line for Lost in the Wash a little bit later on this hour, still a bit to come. Sammy Edmond has been good enough to join us, SEN chief reporter. He's been out and about. He's been at Icon Park. He's been following the Taron Thomas and Angus Brayshaw stories. I... Well, firstly, welcome to you, Sammy. Great to have you on. Thanks for jumping back on. You've been busy.
6: Dwayne, great to be here. You're right. There's been some heavy material of late, hasn't there? I'll tell you what, opening round, as it's uh, known, can't start quick enough. But uh, there's, been, there's been plenty happening off the field.
1: So is this a guess by me, and I'm incorrect, it seems like a few journos, maybe even including you, knew of the Angus Brayshaw retirement announcement being imminent, but what held off on the story to allow him to break it to teammates, or was or that not right?
7: No, that's correct,
6: yeah, this had been bubbling away for a couple of days now, Angus Brayshaw, uh, we knew he was going to fund his teammates at around 11 o'clock uh, this morning, and I can't speak for everyone on this matter, Dwayne, but I think we're largely all aligned that. We felt collectively that uh, he should be able to obviously tell uh, his teammates and then uh, once he had done that, then um, it could be reported. But uh, a, a great shame. I guess what we weren't privy to with the exact details behind the decision that, that leads you know, one of uh, Melbourne's best players to retire when in any other time, Dwayne, he would be in the absolute peak of his career. So we've got a 28-year-old quitting the game. I think when you just boil it down to that in simple terms, uh, it's a great, great shame and a great, great concern for the game that we all love. We know his concussion history in his decade at Melbourne, it was extensive. He's been wearing a helmet for a long time since the 2016-2017 period where he was hit with something like four concussions in, in half a year, missed half of 2016, nearly all of 2017. Now, he'd undergone brain scans and consulted neurologists over the summer just gone and he wanted to continue his career. That was always the aim and he was said to be trending in the right direction. Now, he was cleared as per that Neuro psychological testing, Dwayne, to take part in controlled training at Melbourne, but a recent checkup scan stopped that in its tracks because uh, that scan revealed microscopic changes to the brain. What a concerning uh, set of words is that to share with you, and it, it developed further since the concussion. So that's why he used the term devastated in his statement today, Angus Brayshaw, because uh, unfortunately for him, the decision in many ways, Dwayne was was taken out of his hands.
1: Yeah, so Dr Peter Larkins was on with me earlier on and he did give us a a medical opinion on the latest scans impacting that decision.
5: My understanding, Dwayne, is there's been a recent change in his brain scan um, activity. Um, So he has multiple scans, as you might imagine, over the course of his at least six documented AFL concussions, let alone any junior ones. And so the ability to see brain changes has not always been there, but with, as I said, the more sophisticated MRI scanning and functional testing of the brain, um, I believe that since the um, September incident, there has been a worsening or a development of changes that weren't there prior to the September 23 episode. So, That sort of would have been a a very big factor in the decision-making process that he would have been part of with his medical team and his family. It's called shared decision-making.
1: So the doc, Sam, used the word the September incident. So my question to you is, there's a number of players that have been forced to retire and you can read out a long list, but I mentioned Paul Seisman, Daniel Venables, Paddy McCartan, Angus Brayshaw. Um, But not all have ended with a controversial incident like Angus Brayshaw's last incident. Is there a worry that 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 could be something that happens in the future? A controversial incident causes the end, uh, in the end for a long line of concussions for a player who elects to continue playing?
6: Well, I suppose, Dwayne, you know, when you've got guys with extensive concussion history, and unfortunately at Collingwood, Nathan Murphy's another one who's wrestling with his own footy mortality, I suppose, at the moment. is there's always going to be a final incident of sorts. Now, you're right. This one was an extremely controversial one, the collision with Braden Maynard at the MCG that ended his season, obviously, would be the last time he plays a game of football. Now, we, we can't legislate on absolutely everything, can we? But we can legislate on obvious loopholes, which the AFL sought to do and did do in the wake of uh, of this particular incident. So uh, we know the heightened awareness now around uh, attempted smothers. Now, that, that that incident might be so freakish, Dwayne, that it... That it never happens again I can't recall anything else like it that i that I've seen in the game anyway, but you've got to close the loophole when it's there so I think the AFL did that um, I think it's probably as, as as simple as that to be honest I'm not sure if you see it any differently
1: no happy to leave it there I mean Tarrant Thomas obviously has been in the news as well we've got to get to that it's been reported in various publications now the same amount of weeks' of suspension as Tom Morris reported so and you yeah. reported I think as well. Um, yeah. Is it going to be 18 weeks? It is going to be 18
6: weeks. And thankfully, Dwayne, right. we'll all be put out of our misery because the right. AFL will very soon, certainly within the next couple of hours, announce the full scope of this 18-match section level at Taran Thomas, which, you're right, was first reported by Tom Morris today uh, confirmed or reconfirmed uh, by the H, that will wipe uh, Taran Thomas out for four and a half months or thereabouts. So it's a suspension that Obviously puts his, uh, well certainly his kangaroos career in in jeopardy, if not kills it completely, and his wider AFL career in extreme extreme jeopardy as well. The investigation that led to him um, being accused and found guilty of behaving inappropriately towards a woman, we know he fronted the integrity unit uh, back on January twenty nine. Um, so look, he would have, his lawyers and he would have fought the length of that ban. Of course, in the end. The AFL Commission has ratified it. Uh, it'll be 18 matches. It'll be interesting to see what other details and layers to that sanction the AFL come out with this afternoon.
1: Anything more from the injury report on the Cats and the Blues? Anything more to come from that game other than Cam Guthrie probably being the headline one?
6: Yeah, so Geelong one, eight in case you missed it. 10-13-73 to 8-56. Eight, uh, Carl Open with the first couple and then the Cats keep the next five and then pretty much goal for goal after that. But it was in the opening seconds of the game, Dwayne, in fact, the first kick of the game, the Cam Guthrie, who missed so much of last year, just the uh, half a dozen games. A simple kick uh, on the wing, Dwayne, to a leading target. It would have been a 30-metre stab pass, and he's done his quad, it appears. Now, it's been described mm. by the Cats as a precautionary quad. That's a new one. It's a precautionary quad. I tell you what, it didn't look good live at all. He collapsed to the ground straight away in pain. Looked in immediate trouble, taking down the rooms who didn't see him again. So the scans will reveal more. Hopefully it's, you know, a matter of weeks out of the game and, and nothing more. Some of the other things that caught the IH max home, staff back, looked really good. Jeremy Cameron playing forward, obviously, Dwayne. But as we saw at stages last year, but I reckon more noticeable today, really went deep into defense. And was happy to stay there as well, even when the ball moved forward. His field kicking is so good. Clearly, they want to maximise that again. Oli Dempsey, a spectacular second quarter hanger. Bit of uh, deja vu for Blues fans with Harry Mackay. He missed at one station 15 metres out. Uh, horrible shank. Another one didn't make the distance, I think, from 35 and an attempted snap. But Shannon Neal, I'm not sure how closely you followed him. Yeah. Going, really
7: caught the eye. Yeah,
1: item. he, he had, had an ankle. He, he was looking good this time last year and hit the fence, rolled his ankle into the gutter. I was at, I was at that game, an internal trial, and there was big raps, and he, I saw the kid come off the field. It was one of those things where he was just so disappointed. He'd done a hard pre-season and he had himself ripe to go. So yeah, it sounds like a year on. He's had a good day.
6: He's a big unit. He throws his weight around and geez, he gives it a good hoof as well. He, was, uh, he had the bright boots and he didn't need those to catch the eye. Uh, Gary Rowan, <laughs> the only noticeable absentee, obviously the Blues, had several out. Now just on the other side of the ground where we were watching this game, Dwayne, now the Blues will have their AGM here tonight. Now Notable for the fact that Luke Sayers, the chairman, will be seeking an extension of his term of office. So we'll find out tonight whether that has passed the sniff test with the Carlton membership. It's in line, of course, with the club's constitution. He's done his 12-year service by the end of this year. So regardless of what happens, uh, the president this year, Luke Sayers, he's looking to go into 2025. So they will learn that tonight. Brian Cook, obviously, the CEO, already committed through to the end of 2025 as, as CEO, alongside him potentially.
1: And Swans v GWS, any injury or news News from there? No, I saw uh, Swans' slow start, wasn't it? But they
6: overwon the Giants yeah. at the end, a uh, tramway over 26 points. Ended up uh, getting that lead out to 40 at one particular stage. Brodie Grundy caught the eye. Logan McDonald kicks four as well. Aaron Cadman, nice to see him kick uh, four goals at the other end uh, for the Giants. So uh, Grundy looked good. James Jordan had a run around as well. And a pretty strong side there for, for City. That Heaney running around, Blakey. Errol Gordon as well. So um, a bit to light there. And then we've got the Q clash later on, Dwayne, between yes. Brisbane and Gold Coast to start the fight.
1: And you've got to go home. You're in the bad books at home, are hear.
6: Yeah, well, look, we extended the kids' bedtime uh, last night, uh, Dwayne. <laughs> and as Gary and Tim uh, referenced, uh, Mrs. Marshall, not overly thrilled with that, to be honest, and less thrilled when uh, the Aussies needed 32 off uh, off uh, an over and a half. But enter uh, Tim David to somewhat save face for me, uh, at least... The kids were rewarded. However, uh, one of them this morning, Dwayne, might have woken up with a bit of a sniffle and a cough, and uh, I dare say my decision might come back to haunt me once I get home later on.
1: <laughs> uh, you sorted out, Sammy. Uh, hopefully, you're still on the program tomorrow because I need you. You joining me at the Whitnall tomorrow? Well, I've got the uh, the captain's
6: run tomorrow, Dwayne. So I'm, oh, you uh, have. Up about, I'm up and about early, and I won't have as much fun as you tomorrow, unfortunately.
1: I'll tell you what, how'd you like, could I ask a request of you, Sammy, before you go? For sure. I hear you're hosting breakfast in a couple of weeks. Can I join you? I'm I'm not required on the, for Dwayne's World that day because the cricket's on. Could I come in early and maybe do a breakfast show with you instead just to, because I don't want to be off air for a day.
6: Oh, you're more than welcome as far as I'm concerned, Dwayne. I mean, you are asking me questions that go slightly above my pay grade. Right? Uh, I'm not sure if you're confusing me with management, but, uh, uh, look, you have my support, uh, of course. I'd love to work with you. I, I still have fond memories of that time down in Lawn.
1: Does this mean mm, you'll get in yep. extra
6: early and pound the pavement with those big, uh, that big headset you've got on there? What music were you playing then, by the way?
1: Oh, I'm not sure what I was going with. Probably better Neil Young. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll look, lock me in for the 11th of March, the Monday, and I'll bring a jacket just in case you get cold like you did down the lawn. I'll look after you. <laughs> Good man. Thank you, Dwayne. <laughs> Sammy Evans joining us. Yes, chief reporter. Lost in the Wash time. We should have got to it by now, but haven't got to it yet. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 the open line number. If you'd like to join me, still got a Dwayne's World T-shirt to give away to the best Lost in the Wash today for Shouser dog Washes, $5 from every wash goes to your footy club, schauser.com.au. One thing that I don't want to get lost in the wash, and that is I was down to do the show today, Dwayne's World, from Icon Park today, Carlton Had a broadcast box ready, were rolling out the red carpet for me, I'm told. But a few things were, in the end, conspiring against me. So I couldn't get down there. But a big thanks to those on the loudspeaker at the Blues for trying to make me welcome by playing the Dwayne's World theme pre-game. How's this coming from Icon Park before the game? Good on him down there at Icon Park. Sorry I couldn't get there, but nice of you to roll out the Dwayne's World theme. The SEN commentary of last night's big finish with the cricket. Got to play a little bit of this. Tim Davids' match-winning forerunner hit. And Daniel McCarty was on the commentary.
0: Tim Southey up against Tim Davids. Right-hand quick against right-hand batsman. David hits powerfully to the onside. Into a gap between the He's won the game. Tim Davids! Brilliant, brilliant cameo at the end alongside his heroic captain Mitch Marsh, who's put on a clinic himself at seven sixes. But Tim David has come in and slammed the door on New Zealand's face.
1: One of those things, if you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch. The last couple of overs, Australia needed 28 from the last eight balls and. Got there in the end. Mitch Marsh 72 from 44 balls. Tim David 31 from 10. Michael in Sunbury, you've got a lost in the watch as we head to your calls One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Welcome to you, Michael. Yeah, g'day,
4: Dwayne. Um, Lost in the watch. The absolute domination by the Aussies in the WSL at Sunset Beach today. Molly Pickleham and Jack Robertson both um, winning with Molly Pickleham going back to back.
1: So, talk. To, you know a few of these. You love your surfing. Obviously, you're in Sunbury. Michael, uh, there's man-made waves just down the road from you. You were surfing an aficionado. It's nice to have you on talking about it.
4: Yeah, mate. I love the WSL. Get up to Bells every year. Been overseas to watch it. Um, bit of a surfing nerd. I do get down to Urban Surf when I can. I've got a membership there.
1: But, yeah, love it. Great to have you call. Cool. Has been lost in the wash until you brought it up. Hold the line. you got a Dwayne's World T-shirt coming your way.
0: Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell.
10: Yeah, look, you know, I, I'm a traditionalist. I don't like uh, the constant tinkering with the rules. Uh, I'm no fan of VAR uh and this blue cards suggestion is it's going to be trialed at at, at lower league levels in some of the you know lesser competitions um i personally i'm not a fan uh i leave even more confusion and uh you know we'll have var getting involved in blue cards at, at, at some point which will slow the game down even further we're going to get to the point where a game of football goes on for about four hours um i don't think it's a positive development but uh Yeah, this is the modern era, unfortunately. Uh, When when you have cameras everywhere, fans demand perfection. And the problem is you can't have it because it's a human game. And there are always going to be mistakes made and differences of opinion. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised at some point if FIFA introduce it by their lawmaking body, iFab, because they seem to like to tinker with what is the best game in the world. I can't fathom it, to be honest.
1: Simon Hill, the voice of the world game, doesn't want blue cards. It's interesting, we do get a number of callers to this show saying when the AFL change a rule. Well, other sports don't change their rules. Well, soccer's about to change theirs and have blue cards, a sin bin, you're off for 10 minutes. They've got yellow cards, send off, yep, second yellow, you're off. But now a blue card for the sin bin for 10 minutes. Will it work? one a little bit of alternative sport, given that we've also got a text here from Gino, and I don't want this to get lost in the wash as well. Um, we've still got a Dwayne's World T-shirt to give away. Uh, Dwayne, when will we begin to talk about football, Australia's new soccer league called National Second Tier, launching next year? A good opportunity to talk about local soccer on a national stage next year. Thanks, Gino. Gino, I want to talk more world game, more football on an international level, and love to hear your thoughts. one three hundred seven three six seven three six the open line number, if you've got a thought on whether the sin the Sinbin, blue cards, will work in soccer, because Simon Hill is against it. Your calls straight after Liv Lewis joins me. Melbourne Mavericks goal defender. Welcome to you do, Liv. Great to have you on for IMAR Insurance, the small business experts. It's Melbourne Mavericks membership week. Secure your inaugural membership today. MelbourneMavericks.com. Welcome to you do, Liv. Great to have you on.
13: Uh, thanks for having me. Great to be
1: here. It's exciting times for you. I'm sure you can't wait to finally get it underway.
13: Oh, it it feels like pre-season just goes forever, and then all of a sudden the season starts. So soaking it all up at the moment, but definitely very excited for our mid-April to roll around—that's for sure.
1: So you've had to sort of cross town. How have you felt about it?
13: Yeah, it's uh, it's a funny one. Um, you know, I'm not new to changing teams. I went from Fever to the victims, uh three years ago now, and then and that was a bit funny. But yeah, being so close who are uh, the old team is, um, you know, still bumping into the old teammates here and there. But, nah, um it'll be fun. It'll be a good little rivalry round one. I'm really excited for it.
1: Don't be afraid to throw out a line. So you just didn't want to be part of their, what, shoddy outfit anymore? Well, what was the reasoning?
13: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a brand-new team, the Melbourne Mavs. It's such an exciting opportunity Um you know, hearing some of the girls that were going to be on board, it was um, yeah, it was an opportunity that I really just wanted to grab with two hands, and I'm, I'm really excited about it, and very cool to be able to start from scratch as well. So, yeah, very exciting.
1: So, what boxes do you need to have ticked when you're thinking about going to a new team that is brand new?
13: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a risk um, for sure. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. No one does, but I think for me, that was a level of excitement and. You know, um, not even just in netball, in life. When are you going to have the opportunity to start something from scratch? So, and um, then obviously, you know, Tracy Neville um, being head coach, um, I heard awesome things about her. She's obviously had a lot of success. So, um, yeah, she she did a good job getting me across, um, and it just it just seemed like the right fit for me for that for that time in my life. And um, yeah, ready to take that next step in my netball career and um, be a part of something really exciting.
1: Well, I'm ready to take the next step in my netball watching, so I'm looking forward to being part of the SEN entourage that's going to get to the Melbourne Mavericks game. Um, now, I've done a bit of research. They tell me you don't get pushed around. What kind of what kind of player is Liv Lewis?
13: <laughs> yeah, Liv Lewis. Um, she's a bit she's a bit on the shorter side for the defenders, but um, that's not a bad thing. I really like my aerial game and um, getting up to those balls that you know you probably wouldn't think I'd get up to. I like. Um, a bit of a niggle on the netball court, getting getting into those goal shooters, and um, you know, giving them a bit of a hard time. Not afraid to be a bit of a pest on the court, um, and yeah, just a lot bringing a lot of energy out there as well is something that um, I try to do every time I step out there.
1: So physically a pest or occasionally verbally?
13: <laughs> a bit of both, a bit of both, yeah.
1: So there is a bit of trash talk because you have to be careful. They're sitting close. You have to be pretty careful about what you go with. you give it some thought before you go out there as to I might throw this one at her and see how she reacts?
13: Yeah, no uh it's all you know um all the spirit of the game, of course, and you know I come up <laughs> against um some old teammates, and I think that's when that's when the talk you can kind of get away with a little bit more um but you know you keep it as, you keep it respectful it, it's nothing um nothing silly but um a bit of fun as well at the same time.
1: No, I'm looking forward to coming along. Hey, before I let you go, how's Sasha Glasgow? What's the latest?
13: Yeah, no, I went and saw Sashi yesterday. Um, you know, obviously absolutely horrendous, um, awful injury and um all things considered, I think she's holding up really, really well. Um, you know, she's I think she's more gutted about just not being out there with us. Um and we're obviously gutted for that as well. But she'll she'll be very much still a part of the group. Um she's soon as that bone heals up she'll be ready and ready to go so um yeah in the meantime we just wrap her arms around her and um yeah she'll she'll be all right
1: and is there a style of play that you girls will play a netball style that is more your way under Tracy Neville or that you want to make the Mavericks style we have been talking about you know basball and various styles that other sports and other teams are coming up with what's going to be the Mavericks way
13: yeah, no, we've spoken a lot about, you know, how we want to be seen and perceived on court. Um, we use the word mavericks, we're trailblazers. we don't We don't necessarily do things the, the way they've always been done. So I think that'll definitely translate on court. Um, we've got a lot of players who, I guess, have a lot of flair to their game and probably don't play, um, you know, the super traditional netball way. So um, I think bringing, bringing our own unique strength, strengths on court, you'll definitely see uh, a lot of energy, a lot of... Um, people being very dynamic out of court. Um, yeah, don't want to give too much away too early either. So I guess you'll just have to come along and have a look for yourself at the end of the day.
1: I will. Uh, and look forward to talking to you again about it. Uh, thanks for jumping on. We'll talk soon.
13: No worries. Thanks so much.
1: Liv Lewis, Melbourne Mavericks Gold defender For IMR Insurance, the small business experts, it's Melbourne Mavericks Membership Week. Secure your inaugural membership today. MelbourneMavericks.com. A little last text or two for lost in the wash for showers dog washes All footy clubs need one. Well, you can jump on the line if you want to have a chat about blue cards, but uh, one here, blue cards won't work. All teams will just park the bus for 10 minutes and take all sting out of the game, and it'll be a snooze fest. Ben from Kesey. Yeah, and I've heard that said by quite a few football experts that that is exactly what might happen. If you've got one guy down, so it's 11 v 10, you park the bus, you wait till you get your guy back on, and then you start attacking again, which is not really what the sport would want. One three hundred seven you've got a thought on it, one here. Gee, Dwayne, you could have read out my text about the Aussies winning at Sunset Beach when I sent it half an hour ago, then it wouldn't have been lost in the wash. Ken from Sandringham. Ken, uh, I love reading out the text, and I read all the text, and sometimes I park the text, but I'd rather have a chat to you about all things sport. So if there's something in sport you'd like to raise, I always say it, you call, you get on. Love your texts, read your text, but rather you call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. That's the point of midday madness and the point of lost in the wash. But I did get to your text eventually. It was good that someone did take the time to call about that, though, the Aussies flying. And another lost in the wash. F1 are having their three-day testing at the moment ahead of round one next week. Guess who was on top after day one? Max Verstappen. What a shock. That's from Peter. Back to wrap it all up and a couple of your calls after the break.
0: Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Been a massive show, been great to have your company
1: today. Jenny in Box Hills on the line. We'll get to you, Jenny, in a matter of seconds. A couple of texts have come through uh, that I want to get to as well. Uh, Dwayne, some of us can't call in because we actually have jobs. Um, Yeah, I'll get that, Paul. But I love your calls. I mean, Midday Madness. I know I should give more T-shirts and prize away to texters, but I love the interaction and love the fact that you call in. So uh, apologies to those texters that I don't get to on the text machine because I don't read your text out. But we do get hundreds a day, but I'll read them all even if I don't read them all out. And that's the 40 Winks Temper text machine, 0433 98 1116. Always love your text. The all-new Tempa Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. A mattress like no other, and you can check out the whole Tempa range, pillows and mattresses at your local 40 winks. One text that I didn't get to from earlier from Trent, Reef McGuinness, better than Kruger. As a forward, that'll be an interesting... I don't think there's room enough for both of them to play round one either, or opening round either. And one here on the blue cards, I find it really disappointing that Simon Hill is against the blue cards. Watching eight grown men surround an umpire and carry on like absolute pork chops is a disgrace. And is just as bad as the horrendous... Staging that occurs. Thanks for that text, Andrew. Jenny in Box Hill. Welcome to you, Jenny. Yeah, hi, Dwayne. Just at the end of the Super Bowl, I know
9: it's a couple of weeks ago, but the official announcing the Chiefs, the winners, they declared them champions of the world. And then a bit later, they declared themselves the champions (laughs) of the world. I didn't know Gridiron was... um, They uh, were opposing other teams from around the world.
1: Well, they are the best gridiron team in the world, I suppose. They're the champions of the gridiron world. They tend to do that in America, Jenny. The World Series is a baseball competition played between teams only from two countries. So, uh, yeah, they do it with baseball, and now they're doing it with the NFL. Um, but nice pickup, up uh, nice, nice late lost in the wash for Schauser. It's always great to have you call, Jenny. Always nice to hear your voice. So I won't hear off the text as well. Dwayne, I mentioned Neil Young. Listening to Neil Young. Uh, Neil Young's still touring in the USA. Didn't know that, but I've seen him a few times, and he is a ripper. Been listening to a lot of ACDC and Stevie Ray Vaughan lately, as well as Neil Young. Speaking of greats, um, time to celebrate some lives. Thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals. You can visit tobinbrothers.com.au. Tobin Brothers Funerals celebrating lives, and we've been celebrating the career of Angus Brayshaw today. Today, it's a massive shout-out to James McLeod and all the team at Tobin Brothers, with today marking the 90th birthday of Tobin Brothers' funeral. So happy 90th birthday to the Tobin Brothers team. Feb 22nd, 1934 was the first day of Tobin Brothers, so how about that for a great life to celebrate. Tobin Brothers, happy birthday to you, and thanks for your continued support of this program and Essien in general. Happy birthday also to Nick Dalsato, who turns 40 today, Thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals, a family-owned business since 1934. Celebrating lives, as always. That's it for today. We've been driven by Worribie Kia. The team will look after you down at Worribie Kia just like family, so you can visit Worribie Kia and find that incredible EV9 and their entire EV range. You can book a test drive, plus there's a swag of brand-new 2024 Kias on offer at tremendous drive-away prices, so you can drop down and see David, Janan, Aid. And the team talk about their... Well, they've got the new Piccano from $19,990, the 2024 Sorrento from $53,990. Talk to the team about their finance office, top dollar trade-ins, and they've got over 300 late-model used cars in stock. I know that because I was tyre-kicking the used car stock a week and a half ago. We're here. See the team at Old Geelong Road, Hoppers Crossing... And be sure to check out the EV9 for test drive. Worribick here.com.au. LMCT 114. Back for Midday madness tomorrow live from the Witten Oval. It's all there on the podcast today. If you want I to download the entire podcast. Have a listen back to the entire show or any of the chats that we've had. Andy and Gaze, you looking forward to your company next. So stick around. Still plenty to come on SEN.